Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode three. It, is. it still is episode three. What's going on? Well, still I'm going to take the mic. Up, I'm going to take the mic over real quick because I got to get into something real serious. Uh-oh. Just kidding. I don't have anything serious. It's been quite a week. I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, I've been getting a ton of shop furniture done this weekend. And by a ton, I mean two pieces. It's uh, two cabinets mm-hmm. done. It feels really good. I've had, I've had the, I've got this mini like baby bandsaw. It's a small Delta, like when it's like a nine or 10 inch. And I've been envisioning it in this spot next to my dust collector for about four weeks now, since right about when I wrapped up the dust collection in my shop. And I finally finished the cabinet for that. And it feels really good to have that done. (laughs) And it looks really good in that spot. I'm really happy about it. And then I'll bet yesterday. I built a super nice cabinet to go under the other wing of my table saw. And, uh, I mean, it's real (laughs) nice, but it's a half an inch too tall. So that's annoying. (laughs) I, uh, I, it fits right under the cast iron, but it doesn't fit under the fence rail. Dope. So Mm. I felt like a big dumb, dumb. They just lift up your table saw. Right. Right. And then it won't work with my outfeed. So I'll just lift up my outfeed. That'll and then be before you know it, everything in your shop right. is lifted up. No, now I'm working like I'm working with my hands over my head, trying to cut pieces of wood. Man, if you guys could see what I'm doing right now, you guys would be laughing so hard. <laughs> more, You're more visual jokes. Here. Shop stools, shop we're so stool or ladder, shop ladder. <laughs> Make it out of walnut. <laughs> so dumb. What about you, Dan? What you doing? Uh, oh, I finally delivered the walnut media console the walnut side tables and that 14 foot countertop it feels so good to have them complete nice man right and this whole weekend i spent building a fence over at my buddy's house not so it's nice, been a busy man. busy week and a it's busy weekend busy. yeah and i'm exhausted if I've i got, fall asleep during the podcast you know why <laughs> i've got 105 <laughs> feet of fence to replace on the right side of my house which is facing north i've got i've replaced I've got about half an acre and I've replaced every single bit of fence around my property, except for this 105 foot length that I've needed to do for about four years. And I just cannot get myself to do it, but I'm almost certain it's going to fall over this year. So I, I just have to get it done. I've got to knock it over, get it, get it knocked out. Cause it's going to, my neighbor's dog, I've ever got a really big dog. <clears throat> she's a sweetheart with people, but she's not, she was never properly like socialized with other dogs. And I'm pretty sure if that fence came down, I'd be getting sued pretty hard. So I need, I need, I need to get that fence fixed because I don't want her to kill those dogs. So it'd be pretty bad. Yeah. So what about you, Pete? What's going on? I want to hear about your horrible day yesterday. Yes. Oh, it was a, it was a day. It was like if you took the last three weeks of work and then applied it to personal mm. life and just made it a day. Cool. That was that it. Sucks. That sounds oh, terrible. Everything was going wrong. I was trying to use some ca glue and then realize i never bought the actual uh accelerator quick, quick accelerator yeah which was just in my shopping cart that was great hey fun fact like soaking into something you can make yes. your own accelerator with baking soda and water what i heard but i was too lazy is that real <laughs> that's real uh, yeah you can make your own 
I've huh. yeah, I've seen people make it online. I've never tried it, but I might have to. Interesting. Considering, you know, Amazon's not doing two-day delivery on certain things anymore because the Rona. Rona. Right. That's what we're calling it Rona. now, right? Just Rona. Yep. Rona. My Rona. My <laughs> Rona. Um, aside from that, I uh, was basically, uh, couldn't make any sawdust because I was applying poly or finish to pretty much everything in a shop. Um, basically done with that, restoring that chest. I did a nice top for Emma's desk and she had this lovely idea. Uh, to just simply refinish the whole desk. Oh. And now we're going to be sanding and restoring an old desk and then painting what, it. What is that? Um, I mean, what's that look like? I mean, it's the obviously the lower part, the body of it. Is the it like an part. antique we're gonna take with the a ton top of like make the- angles and stuff? Um, yes. And spindle legs. Yeah, uh, that was my question. Fun, oh. fun sanding areas and stuff. Oh, yeah. burn it and start over. So that's... Right? I know. I'm basically... There too, but she loves it. She's in love oh, with that well, little yeah. thing, so we're just going to restore it because um, she knows how much I love restoring furniture. All the furniture in the room that I'm in currently now, my goal for this year is to replace it all because I it's so ugly and I hate it. With your own. I, yeah. I hate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm building new. I'm not restoring. Restoring is a nightmare. It is. Yeah, and and listen, I'm not above getting like a piece of furniture from a store or an Ikea piece of furniture, but I'd rather just build it. It's so much Yeah, easier. for sure. But I'll restore this. It's a nice little uh, nice little desk, so we'll do that for her. So yay, that's the next few <laughs> days. We went picked out paint today. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I learned this on a live yesterday because I just I asked a question to you guys, uh, and you're supposed to use latex paint. So we got paint primer all in one. Nice. nice. Deep purple color. Purple. Uh, aside from that, I've, I have been pumping out uh, masks and uh, pieces for essentially face shields and visors for uh, healthcare workers. In the can, area. can I ask you some questions on that? Do you mind? Yeah. So I know yeah. I asked it in the live, but I want to ask it on the podcast because someone else and I were having this conversation. Um, it's actually Bruce with uh, We Built a Thing. So he was talking mm-hmm. about another account and we all know a guy, Nick with Stated Woods. He's making, mm-hmm. you know, the face masks for the uh, the optometrists to use. So, cause they have to get pretty close to their patients yeah, so a that, shield that goes yep. right on their equipment. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And then Bruce was talking about another account. I can't remember. Anyway, I don't want to dead air this, but basically the yep. question we had was, is they're just letting anyone make, I mean, no offense, they're just letting anyone make stuff for this situation. It just seems to me like no matter how dire the situation, they'd want it to go through the underwriter laboratories through UL testing to me. Um, think of it this way. So the U.S. government has waived the HIPAA, HIPAA compliance. Sorry, HIPAA, not HEPA. HEPA is woodworking. <laughs> uh, HIPAA compliance on um, video or teleconferencing. There's basically a remote doctors meeting via Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp chat, Facebook video, all that. Instagram chat if needed. Uh, basically, they're lifting the the restriction on no it. No kidding. It used to just be HIP, uh, HIPAA compliant accounts. We have a special, for example, Zoom account that we use at work because I work uh, at a hospital. We we use that special account because it is HIPAA compliant. Now it's open to anything, and we're doing tel- telemedicine on. You know, we're using Zoom because we have the account set up, but you can use pretty much anything now. It's it's this is how desperate things are. This is how bad it is. There. Are, you know, there's hospitals that are fully stocked that still have supplies, but there are healthcare workers that um, I know of through my friends and 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 colleagues that 
they have been wearing the same mask for days or they have been they're using bandanas in hospitals this is how bad it is i did that so today. essentially what it is is uh, and i'll show you guys on the feed but this it's this little mask mm-hmm. that uh the filter out of the center pops out and you can take a regular m95 mask that you put around your ears that we're all kind of familiar with seeing on doctors you can cut it into four to six squares depending on the size of the uh the mask and use each one of those squares as an individual filter over that insert. So you can use one single face mask, wipe it down with isopropyl alcohol if you need to, and then swap out your filter every couple patients. Hmm. Again, desperate times, desperate measures. That's, that's the kind of situation we're in right now. So they're not received well by everyone across the industry. Obviously, this is kind of, you know, people are very new to 3D printing. This is not a common thing out there. Um, so the one thing that's been more received is the face shields. Because the face shields you can literally make out of like, uh, you know, Pepsi or soda, basically soda bottles, clear soda bottles. People are making them out of laminating sheets. That's what my buddy started doing because it's a little more consistent. You can make them a little longer. Uh, and I'm, I, I paused the print right now because the printer was going, but I... Thank you. That was the other thing that broke. This thing literally broke yesterday. It just got clogged on me mid-print. I was, and I was like, just, I was losing already, and this nice. just pushed me over the edge. Uh, so did just you like shut flip it down, it put over, it on the table. Did you flip the desk over, and then throw your hands <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, you can, you can ask Emma. She, she's seen me, like, livid a couple times in my life, and the quieter I am, the worse it is. I was Not so me. upset yesterday. Um, it's volume I got it back, I got it working. It's printing, perfectly fine. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's working. We're trying to help out as much as possible. I'm piggybacking on my friend's uh, project. He's got a bunch of contacts uh, with actually at a ho- local hospital here and a couple in central Jersey. So we're trying to do whatever we can, you know, it's just trying to help out. You know, we're not like changing lives here, but we're just trying to support as best as we can. But uh, enough about that. Well, no, I'm if, interested. If you are out there, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you have a 3D printer, if you can support in any way, print any of this stuff, uh, please reach out to me or uh, anyone else that you've seen print these and just help out a local hospital or even local doctor or somebody if you can. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Interesting. That's the end of my little rant. No, this. I like it. That's really interesting stuff. I didn't. It's crazy to me. It, it's, I, it, I hadn't heard because my wife works in uh, an industry that is. Uh, that is HIPAA compliant, and we hadn't heard any of that, that they had waived the HIPAA compliance uh, requirements. On telemedicine. So it's not on everything, obviously, but they've kind of essentially lifted or loosened the regulation on it. So, uh, I mean, listen, when it's when you adapt out of a place, you just try to help by any means. Tinder. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's yeah, <laughs> just Tinder, using just Tinder to get telemedicine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that yeah, is that well, like grinder it's exactly like grinder uh, yes okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so dumb um yeah and aside from that so that's that's happening and uh aside from that as if my day wasn't like bad enough yesterday you had to do i was a recording live with a time lapse <laughs> no that actually cheered me up but right before that i was recording a time lapse of oil hitting wood which is just obviously the bet you have to legally i was required to record it <laughs> yep and of course, my phone. Uh, I don't know if anyone has an iPhone uh, 10 or 11. Heard of them. Apparently, they have an issue with time lapse occasionally huh. over a certain amount of time, and they will forever load and freeze. 
And that just, I lost it. I That, that broke the dam yesterday. I was just so upset. And then Mike hits me up. He's like, do you want to do a live? I, like, I need to, yes. Instagram <laughs> so. has a great side application called Hyperlapse that I always use for my time lapses. It is fantastic. FYI. Say that again, Dan. Thank I'm you. sorry. Hyperlapse. Instagram has a side application called Hyperlapse. It Interesting. Is great for time lapses. I use that whenever I do time lapses, not the built in time lapse. Interesting. It's the more you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then you can So that's about it. You can decide how how fast you want it sped up. Four times, twelve Ooh, times. That's actually a nice feature. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Because I usually do that in post. I'll edit it if I need it shorter or longer. Yeah, yeah. it's right in the app. It's nice. I'm gonna have to download that because I use that a lot. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Little um, nuggets. So you're <laughs> the more you know. It sounds like your day was just a bunch of uh medium sized issues piled up on top of each other. Yeah, the the biggest one was the printer. Uh because that's just like it's like a major tool. Hasn't that happened to you before? Going out. Um nothing major like this. Like this was literally I took apart basically the extruder, which is the thing that actually heats and prints. So you have to gut it completely and try to clean it out and put replace the part or two in there and put it back together. And luckily, it worked. So that's good. Nice. Plus, you have the extra added stress of you're, you're trying to print something that's like critical need. That was the other thing that really pissed me off. I was about halfway through two face shields printing uh, and essentially I had to throw them out. Hmm. There's no, I couldn't, you know, recover from that. I had to rebuild that extruder. So just filament in a trash and half a project in a trash and four hours wasted. So, how long does one of those take to print? Um, it's actually about six hours for two face shields. Wow. And the masks, when I had them stacked, was it's about three hours of masks. So it was about nine hours to print all three. And they were like stacked tight on the bed together. Wow wild yeah it's uh it's pretty neat i'm just listen i'm i'm feeling very happy that i can at least help in some way uh so that's really nice you know it, it's uh, good everyone everyone should be doing what they can right now it's important yeah and <clears throat> for those of you that can't stay the hell home stay home well that's like i mean if you i mean you know yeah. that's the best thing everyone can do right now but i mean you know it's not a reality for some some people are essential workers some people have to pay some for their to, family yes. i mean you, you know, it's just really, it's really tough. I mean, it's a, re- that yeah, we don't want to go into that deep conversation, I don't think. But I mean, yeah. you know, Dan's dealing with it right now. He's got to pay his bills. And, That's right. He's working. You know. I feel terrible. I, it's, it, I'm an essential service. Luckily, now I'm working from home. Man, me and my wife were just talking about it today. We're like, God, we are so beyond lucky. We both have our jobs and our salaries currently. That could change in a heartbeat. But I mean. You know, we it currently have our so salary. I mean, we're just so lucky right now. It's just like such a blessing. But um, I don't want to go into that deep deep dive conversation. I feel like every podcast we've done, we've discussed uh, the Rona. <laughs> my, 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 my Rona. Let's make a joke about it. <laughs> um, do you guys want to jump into a topic? I actually got a really good question from uh, from uh, I put the put it out there on my stories to shoot me some podcast questions. I got a really good question, or what I thought was a good question. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's. Um, I mean, you're going way off script here, but I am. Let's do it. 
I just thought I'd throw a wrench in things and make it make it horrible for the rest of the episode. You know, for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We're gonna have so many angry letters. Again. <laughs> let's just do this one question because I got this one and it, I actually yeah. really like it and it's really relevant and I think it's kind of light, even though it's kind of serious. But, um, mm. what are your guys' goals slash end goals with social media? And that's from uh, Tyler HGC Arizona. I think that's a great question. I can go first if you guys want because I've had the question for about five minutes. Yeah, go. Okay. So you thought about it. So, um, obviously growth is there, but the real bottom line answer is with, there's two different answers. So <laughs> Instagram and YouTube are two different things, but the bottom line is, is monetizing it. I ultimately want to monetize it so that I can make it a stream of revenue for my life. <laughs> That's, I'd really love to be able to do content creation um, to pay bills. And that's really my goal. Um, YouTube and Instagram are two are just such different entities. For me, I find that YouTube is a little bit more rewarding for the production aspect of it but there's no community there. And I, it always rolls back with Instagram to that. I mean, the Instagram woodworking community is unbelievable. Like I could, I, if, you know, if Instagram went away, I'd be really genuinely bummed out because of how good the woodworking community is there. I'd be, I'd be really sad. I mean, I'd do everything I could to help create that community some other way on another platform, whatever that be. Unfortunately, you know, there's, it'd be TikTok or something like that. It, I'd have to do everything I could to help restart that community on another platform. YouTube, you can't have it because YouTube is essentially just a search engine. Um, it's really a place where people go to figure out things. So for, for producing content, it's a better spot because it's evergreen. If you don't know what evergreen is, that is a place where your content's relevant in perpetuity. Instagram, your content's only relevant for as long as the algorithm allows it to be alive, which is rarely longer than 10 days. So, and that's another reason why the three of us wanted to get into podcasts because that's evergreen content and that's going to live in perpetuity as well. These episodes we make are available to people forever. You can't hop on Instagram and search uh, how to make a mallet. You're not going to find that answer on there. You're just not. You can search hashtag mallet and you'll probably see 3 billion or 3 million results of a finished mallet, but not how that person got there. No, billion, Hold billion, on. Well done, several I need posts. to go look up perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, the, so I'm kind of getting going into the weeds here, but my, my ultimate goal is to monetize it um, and monetize it in a way that isn't weaselly or dirty to the people who are consuming it. So there's, there's a certain, you know, there's people who are willing to pay for things. There's people who aren't, and I want to make content that's for both of them and, um, never forced, never dirty. You know, you can tell when there's a, a post or a or, or piece of content you're observing that's, uh, the person who made it is passionate about it. Or if it's a guy who's just trying to get some free swag from a company. So, uh, and there's a huge difference between the two. So it's a tough balance. And, um, it kind of goes into 
what our, our first topic is going to be, which is how you work with brands. But um, I want these guys to, um, well, I guess our experience with brands. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to to Pete to Pete next to answer it. Before I answer, I have a question for you. Are you are you saying you want to replace your income with this, or you want it to supplement your income? <clears throat> or first one, um, then the other. Or I actually don't know if I want to answer that on the podcast. Oh, oh the boss is listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would say that I will say this. <clears throat> I would love for this to be my full time job. I'd love Fair. for this to be my full-time job. That's that's exactly the answer I was looking for. So, um, oh. It's, uh, it's something I would just love to have this be my job is making content and selling products to people. Not, not, not like products other people make, like products I make. I'd love to be doing similar to what Dan's doing, commissioned furniture pieces and working with brands that I believe in, not because... You know, I, I don't want to ever work with brands that I don't believe in ever, <laughs> and, I, and I and I just won't. I'm luckily I'm in a position where I actually have a good job, and I don't want to jeopardize that. Um, I do have a good job, and I don't need this to pay the bills um, because I do have a good job. But you know, I'd love for this to be my job, and I'd love to be sharing with people the products that I believe in and I use and love. And um, through that, develop a relationship with the companies that make those products. Does that answer that? Okay. Yeah, it does. Right. Yep. So my answer to that question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a great woodworker here, uh, Daniel Dunlap. <laughs> um, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my answer, so, you son of. A- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think of something original. I know. <laughs> If the answer's so, not original, no, I mean, we discussed this. If there's no, if the answer's the same for all of us, we can just say, hey, same answer. No one yeah. needs to feel shame in that. So I've been setting kind of realistic goals to hit by a certain time, or at least like deadlines by which I want to reevaluate whether I want to move the goal up or continue. Uh, first time I, I did it, it was to hit the 5K and then kind of reevaluate that or one time I did it till the end of the year, and let's see where I'm I'm at it at that point. And now it's kind of changed. Where now my main goal with all of this is I want it to sustain both financially and kind of mentally, just to keep me going with the community and getting getting inspired. I want this to sustain that. I don't want to have to ever pay for tools out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to, you know. I rather ask the community than do a Google search. You know, because mm-hmm. I'll probably get some creative ways um, of doing a certain mm-hmm. thing. I want it to eventually get to that point of it's actually supplementing my income. And yes, like Mike said, I would love for this to be my everyday mm-hmm. job because I I know I can I can't split my attention that well across all these different things. So the fact that there is like the work, the home, the everything, and then there's my woodworking and Instagram. And I'm trying to get into YouTube now. Like all those are different categories in my brain. (laughs) And a podcast. We also got that. So all these are different categories that are are competing for attention. Oh, uh, Mike and I are starting a podcast. Yeah, it's called another another woodshop podcast. It's another another supplementary to this. You're not invited. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, makes sense. It's, it's, well, no, we're going with the '80s uh, band title name is going to be the the Mike Coffee and Peter Kapar experience. 
<laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I want to get to that point, but it's hard to split that attention. If eventually got to that point where I can replace my income or even make it better and do this full time and focus, really focus on this myself, I would love that. That is a long-term goal, but I, I, I want to get there one day. Yeah. It, it could take a very long time, but, you know. It, Even supplemental income, right? To continue to, it's not just like to basically it's to make this worth my time. Like, you know, it it takes time and a lot of work to make content to constantly post. Mm-hmm. It takes hours, and you know, it's not that I'm trying to get paid to reach out to the community. I do enjoy it, but it makes it easier to sustain. Yep. And if I can just continue doing that for you know next couple of months or years, and then eventually it becomes a larger part of my income that I could put more hours into stuff, more work into it, more work into the community. I'm all about it, about it, baby. I, I want to say I'm, that, sorry, Dan, I'll, I wanted to say that um, go ahead, even if things didn't, even if where they're at now, well, I don't, I can't have things stagnate because if things stagnate, I just kind of, I, I get burned out really quick, but you get bored. Yeah. You get burned out. Yeah. But like if, <clears throat> if things just never, if it never became my job, I'd still be very happy with this because I mean, I oh, lo- yeah. you know what I mean? And I know you would be too. And I know, you know what I mean? If I was just able to be a part of this community um, and producing content and it never became something I could pay my bills with, that'd be fine. But it is my goal to uh, pay my bills with it. <laughs> so, And I can't stress this enough. The probably top five reasons why we do this for all of us is community 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 yeah. like that's one of the major reasons it's not about the money it's not about the fame it's community i genuinely love these people you know i love you guys i met you're just bearded strangers or beardless and dance mm. hey, hey, hey strangers that i met on the internet <laughs> you know yeah i mean it's a great community i always say it every time i don't want to keep milking that cow yeah. what well, bleeding the rock <laughs> but yeah i mean milk, it's milking it, it's just such a great community but um <laughs> yeah Dan, social media goals, aspirations. Dan, go. Um, well, first of all, I'm lucky enough to, to do woodworking full-time, basically, anymore. So the social media is kind of like an afterthought for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just wi- riding this wave of luck that I've struck. I never had... I don't think I ever had a goal to have however many followers I have or whatever. So I haven't ever like put a whole lot of thought into what I want out of this, but I do know that I would like to monetize it a little bit. Like Mike said, I would like it to supplement what I currently work on, which is commissioned furniture pieces. Yep. Um, I w I would love to, uh, have, have more dedicated time to produce content and get in touch with brands and stuff. But if that never happens, I'm going to keep doing it just because I enjoy it. It's, it's, it's fun for me. It's fun to engage with people. It is. It's really, really, it's rewarding. Yeah. You get something out yeah, of it. Yeah, it is. You put something it into it. I mean, it's just, it's a rewarding thing. I can honestly say where things are right now, I get more out of this community that I put into it. And I put a lot into this community. I put a lot of time into this community and I, and I still get more out of it. It's pretty incredible. You, you literally put more into this community than anybody I know, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Thank you. 
Probably more than Dan and I can <laughs> Easily. <laughs> oh, so much you, so you that Instagram it. once thought you were a bot and they banned you for seven right. days. <laughs> that, was, that was a nightmare. That's a Man. throwback discussion. <laughs> Don't bring it up. It'll do Episode it again. One. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> and listen, if, if sponsors, all sponsors, just a law went into place. Sponsors can't sponsor content creators. They're gone overnight. We would still be doing this. Absolutely. We would still be posting some videos and photos. It would probably get dialed back a little bit. We would still be doing well, not this. To I make don't a, have sponsors as it is. Yeah, I don't either. And not to make a callback, I have deals with some brands for uh, you know exchanges, but um, to, I don't want to call back to another podcast because everyone didn't listen to it, but we're about to either, we're entering or in or going to be in for a while, a pretty significant economic downturn. Um, they were discussing this on Made for Profit. Um, you know, the first thing that brands pull is usually marketing and that means, Mm -hmm. uh, deals with influencers or uh, content creators. So, and that's, you know, we're sitting here talking, answering what's our end goal with, um, with social media, you know, we'd all like to do that, to work with brands. Uh, that's kind of our end goal. You know, we're both, we're all three of us working towards that, It's going to get more difficult very soon here for that. Uh, I think it's just an inevitability. Uh, Brands are going to get tighter. I was talking with a brand. We can talk about who that is offline, but um, I was just talking with a brand since WorkbenchCon. We had a deal worked out, and um, it's kind of on the rocks now. Um, This is not one you guys that I've talked about with you guys. So um, this it's been it's been on the rocks for about a week now. We just don't know where it's going to land, and they kind of have to take things up the pull up the up the ladder to corporate and see where it lands. This is going to start happening, and I don't. This is I don't have a bunch of brand deals. I'm not some big. I'm not Brad. I'm not any of these other guys that have brand deals all the time. I'm just some dude. So um, you know, <laughs> I'm just some dude. So it's it's gonna it's gonna get harder and harder for people. And I think as much as that is a bummer, and however long we're going to be in this downturn for. I think it's a good thing because the people that get brand deals that make garbage content aren't going to be able to get brand deals anymore. And I think that's going to be overall good for the, um, I don't know what you want to call it for the community, I guess. Cause you're going to see less people who are like, when, when you kind of are comfortable with putting out a post that's just to get a free, um, push stick or a push block or something you probably aren't making great content because you don't have a lot of care about what you're putting out there anyway so you're probably going to see less people doing stuff for that and it's probably going to make their content value go up so yeah and i'm glad you bring that up because that is a good point i think this this little shortage of brands might weed out some of those people that are just kind of i hate to say leech but kind of just leeching off of the you know the the brands for for their it's too easy to get stuff right now honestly exactly it's too easy like it's literally like i'm like what that guy got free stuff that's unreal and and you know a lot of this comes from oh they're a good talker they're smooth they can talk to people or whatever they just and it's not that they literally just said hey i'll i want to make this post and uh can i get this and it's kind of like an open book right now. They're like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. Just mention us. Yeah, and that's going to go a away. A lot of brands are just sending stuff yep. out. And it's and listen, hey, in a month or two, when the brand's going to dry up with the, the stock that they're sending out, who's going to be left? 
People that genuinely care about the community well, that are making good content. The people who are making good content. The people who are making content that yeah. people listen to. The people in the community that people listen to and trust. It's mm. not just going to be – not everyone's going to be able to get a hold of, 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 of swag. It's, every other post you have is something that was sent to you by a brand, it's – you know, you're, you're done. You're, you're drying out. I feel like I'm going to be fine. I have content regardless. Right, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm. You're literally. This is your job. <laughs> yeah, I've made. For like, me, I, I have no orders right now. I'm just making stuff because I'm make because I love making. I love getting in a shop. I was just talking yes. to my wife earlier. I'm like, I really need uh, a full time camera guy. I feel like I, I could pump out content like crazy if I if I could just focus on my work and I had a full time camera guy or whatever. I could. Pump I would out love that. Amazing. Just content. use one of your kids. They're home all day anyway. Just use that. <laughs> I really should. Here, here, sweetheart. Hold my five thousand dollar camera. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh man, Pete, you're onto something. Maybe yeah, I get my daughter a new iPhone. <laughs> I'd love to be in the position where I could just not have to worry about. It doesn't matter. That's a whole other conversation. But I think this kind of. Wor- <laughs> I like. I wanted to get into that question because it led into the of the topic of our experience working with brands. And I think we've kind of jumped into it now, but, you know, none of us have a lot of experience working with brands. None of us are really big accounts. Um, We have good accounts and we're proud of our accounts. And, um, you know, I can't take that away from you. I'm kind of a big deal, uh, Mike. Oh, well, I'm not a big deal. You forgot my name. Um, (laughs) It's like the same. We we both have a beard. We're basically the same person. (laughs) I can't tell you two apart. You know. Not all white people look the same. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that joke might edit work that in out. Poland, but I'm going to have to pull that right out. Um, <laughs> no, it's, you know, none of us have a lot of experience with brands. Um, me and me and Dan were at, uh, at WorkbenchCon. I can't speak for Dan, but I'm almost certain I know Dan's answer. I learned a lot there on how to oh, yeah. talk and... Um, yeah build relationships with brands and i got to talk to a few brand social media managers and they were like legitimately full of information free flow of information really wonderful to talk to they're in their job for a reason and it was great i was really blown away at how easy and accessible they made themselves at that event i don't know how they are normally but just on conversations that i've had with them since then they're genuinely really nice people and they're, they kind of yeah. really care about the community. So I don't know, Dan, what are your thoughts? I I literally just wanted to go to WorkbenchCon because I had the worst case of FOMO ever for the last three years. <laughs> and Mike it's so easy to get me you to going, do stuff. Like, that's a whole other story. Mike talked me into going to WorkbenchCon, and I, I was like, okay, I'm going. And I remember I was, that message. I was, I was just really <laughs> pumped about being able to go and uh, talk to people that I've only talked to on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, there was some amazing knowledge that was dropped there. Mm-hmm. I I learned and took away so much from the classes. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. It was really and that, good. That has helped. That has helped a ton. I think not know, that I, I have brands or sponsors currently, but at least I know how to approach them now. Right, and it's just I, I sponsor you, dude. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That big <laughs> Petri's, you yeah. know, brand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's uh, um, he makes jellies. Petries. The um, you know your freaking push stick is unintentionally showcased in every single one of my YouTube videos. 
I I love that you actually use. Oh, I use the the original. I I mean, I designed it to be just useful, and people thought the same. So like, cool. I'm just happy you. I use it because I use that freaking thing on almost every push on a on a table saw. Yeah, me too. I love it. It's great. Anyway, enough about. I don't. I don't want to ruin it. I just let it reside and I stare at it. You don't use it. I I I Google it. No, I just I look at it lovingly. (laughs) It's not a trophy, wife. It's a push stick. Use it. (laughs) I want to ruin it. It's one of a kind. If you cut it, if you break it, call me. I'll make you a new one. Well, your printer breaks down and everything, and I don't know if I can trust it. (laughs) And I will fix it just for you, Dan. Okay. Well, well, actually, that was the other scary thing is I had other orders. I have orders lined up aside from this, and that broke. So imagine your table saw going out, and you have to make a bunch of cutting boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't Uh, one of you say you did cutting boards on the bandsaw? Yeah, Pete. I did. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I got creative. <laughs> there you go. Oh, but let's talk brands. Yeah. Let's talk so, brands. You know, uh, I, I, um, there are. I'm not. We're not going to go into specifics on how to engage and open a, up conversations with brands. From what we know, we're not going to do that here. But our experience, my experience with brands, is very, very little experience with brands. I've done maybe three things with brands, four things with brands. Um. I know there are people out there that do a lot with brands and there are even a lot smaller accounts that do a lot with brands. And, um, it seems like they just do it just to get free stuff. And that's fine. If they're happy with that, that's fine. Um, but I'm not because I don't need things. Like I don't, I can afford stuff for my shop when I'm getting into a conversation with a brand for me and there's no shade thrown at how other people handle it. It's because I genuinely care about that product that they make and I want to be affiliated with that brand. I want the brand of Coffee Custom Builds to be affiliated with that product that I'm talking about because I believe in it. So that's, same. that's yeah, I know. I know it is. And I'm sure it's the same for Pete too. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. I, I, I'm taking I, that before Pete does. Oh, Go ahead, Pete. What's I, I got to think of something. Um, <laughs> no, for, so for me, all right, so I've been... Uh, Dan, how long have you been doing the whole woodworking Instagram thing? Woodworking on Instagram? Uh, yeah. I started sharing stuff on my personal account in 2016, and I made my woodworking account, I want to say, in May or June of 2017. Okay, so we have, we have about the same timeline. Yeah. So I think 2018, 17 is when I, when I kind of hopped on into the woodworking one. Yeah. And I started posting on there. Uh, and I work with... One brand, not all the time, but I, I'm I'm still in touch with one brand that I made. You know, I made a friend talking to them because here's the first thing you got to remember: at the end of each one of those posts, there's a person. You're not talking to yeah. the brand. You're talking to a guy. Yeah, we we all know a couple of them by name and follow their personal accounts. Um, not even going to name any, but we all know who they are. Um, and you know, you reach out to them, you make a connection. There are certain brands that I use to this day that I still stay in contact that when they want to try a new product out, they send me a sample. And I still to this day always have the whole, you know, maybe I was a little more eager early on just to get free stuff because it is exciting. It's like, wow, a brand wants me to like check. For sure. So it is exciting to jump on there. You do have to eventually get to the point of like, hey, I would love to try this out. Just so you know, here's how I work. And I always give them the spiel of, 
if I love this, I will absolutely talk about it. I would love to showcase this. If it is not up to par, I'm happy to send it back to you, uh, but I will not post a negative review. I will only say good things or nothing at all. I'm not here to bash a brand. I'm not a tool reviewer, but if I get something that I genuinely enjoy, 100% I'll talk about it. Now, the other ones that, you know, when I usually, if I, I don't reach out to brands that often, but if I reach out, it's usually one that I already use. And like, hey, I use this a bunch mm-hmm. and I know you guys make other products. I'd love to see what I can do for you to help you grow your brand. And if I can be part of your growth and vice versa, I think that would be a good, you know, good mix. I haven't had a lot of bad experiences. I haven't had many bad experiences with brands. As long as you're straightforward with them. Because the one time I did get burned, I set no boundaries and I ended up getting burned. Mm. I was the jerk. Are you comfortable talking about that? Because I'm curious. If if you don't want to, I totally get it. No, I can't. It was actually, it was for a giveaway. Uh, I'm not going to say any brand by specifically, but. I, I asked. Yeah, go ahead. No, he's he's doing letters with his hands, oh, yeah. and I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it was not that. It was uh. So it was it's a brand that I I worked with just the one time for that giveaway, and I've used their product before, and I request you know I said hey I'm doing a giveaway I'd love to get your product for this, and I was doing posts for like a whole week because I had just hit 5k I was doing posts for it the whole week. I was, you know, stories mainly, but I guess I haven't tagged this account in all the stories that I made about the giveaway. And when it actually dropped and it happened, they were like confused as to there was a giveaway happening. I'm like, well, yeah, you said you were going to do it. Like, here's the posts that I did. And then I took a screenshot of the stories I did. Like, well, you didn't tag us in those stories. It's like, okay, I tagged you in these, but I may have not tagged you in all of them because I just did like a batch of like all the sponsor pictures or whatever. And it was it was partially on me, but it was just a very negative experience hmm. to a point where I basically said, "Listen, I, I don't worry about it. I'll buy your product. I'll send it to the person that won it." You Gosh, know? I know. I bet I know but who like, it is too. <laughs> I'm not gonna. We'll I'm not. No, well, offline for sure. But I bet I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, interested as well. But that was my only really bad time with a brand, and you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, at this point, I'm 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 over it. I'm not gonna do it again that way. And if, honestly, giveaways are one of those like most stressful times that will stress a relationship with a with a brand. I think more than just working with them. Man, I think um, giveaways yeah. with brands are. Oh, there's only one brand that I it working with them for anything has made me not want to use their product anymore. Um. Which is a bummer because it's a product that I, they make a good product, but the person who runs their social media account just rubs me the wrong way. And obviously I'm not going to say who that is. I do not think this community has any place for that. I think people need to be honest with, um, I think people need to be very honest with their, um, feedback on things. I think it's good to be honest, but I don't think you need to be a public bully. Uh, I just don't think it's helpful in this community. I won't say who it is in this because we're kind of on a pulpit right now. So uh, I won't say that. If someone wants to ask me, I'll be more than happy to tell you in a private DM who I'm talking about. Um, But, you know, it's to the point where I'm like, I'm just kind of done with your product because every interaction, I've had three interactions with this company every single time. It's disappointing. And it's not overly bad. It's not terrible. It's not like a horrible situation, but it's just a disappointing engagement. And it's really like, come on, you can't, 
You can't do better than that. And I think me and Pete are talking about the same brand. I'm almost certain of it. Um, but it's uh, I'm not going to include them in anything ever again. And I'm probably not going to include them in any post ever again. I'll probably use their product, but I probably won't tag them. Because why? Why would I? They've given me no incentive to put them in front of the people that do follow me. Or, you know, people... I've, I follow people and I, I follow them because they inspire me or because we've had a good engagement with each other. So I value their opinion. I don't think people value my opinion more because I have a certain number of followers. I think just inherently when you have a relationship with someone on in any capacity, you value their opinion. So I have people that follow me and I'm not going to just act like I like a product because because they gave me something. Yes. I won't do it because I won't be able to sleep at night if I do it. And it and it and it'll make me feel like a dirt bag. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. <clears throat> I have never If I can include ahead. If I can include one other thing, one other stipulation that I recently ran into, run run, run into ran it whatever. Run did. Uh <laughs> run did into <laughs> that was in the end a positive experience, but brought me more stress than a regular uh, interaction with a brand. A brand hit me up that was not in the woodworking space. Mm. And, but it was something, a product that I would right. use. And yeah, and and the thing is, they sent me a, a product. I used it for a couple of weeks before I even tagged them in anything. I genuinely enjoyed the product. We ended up working together on some other stuff, and it ended up being a positive experience in the end, but it was it was a lot more difficult to work that genuinely into a post. Like I, I hate being in genuine. I will not go and like pose with a, a tool doing just <laughs> clearly, very clearly just cutting a piece of something with something like just so it, just so that tool looks good. Now, if I use a tool, there's certain tools that I have gotten for free that I use almost every day and I will showcase them because I actually like them. And one thing that actually makes more of a difference than anything is not just so much the tool. It is the relationship I have with them via Instagram. Right. Like if they're genuinely interested, if they, if they hit me up, they want to talk about the product. We talk about pros and cons or whatever. Oh, I love it. I, at that point I'm more in love with the person than the tool. And mm -hmm. I will talk about it, you know, nicely yep. and not say anything negative. Yep. So stay within your brand, stay within woodworking. Cause that makes it really tough. You know, you don't want, like even clothes, I see people posting clothes. Clothes are tough, man. Yeah, I wanted to Some say do like the gear. There's a clothing brand, and I the guy who owns the clothing brand is a great guy. <clears throat> hmm. How do I want to get into this? You know what? I probably shouldn't go into this conversation because I think it's something we can talk about offline. I think it, it can be uh, figured out what I'm talking about. But this has been really tough not saying anything. I don't want to talk. <laughs> we really, really, I, we all agree we shouldn't trash anyone or Keep, any, we don't need to single yeah. anything or anyone out here. So. Um, man, I'd really like to, we need to talk about this offline because I actually want to talk to you guys about this offline. Um, but yeah, you know, great brands, save it for the Patreon brands, show. right? <laughs> brands go a certain way and, uh, you know, we're consumers of that too. I mean, we all have opinions of how the decisions brands make, you know, there's brands that, um, man, I, I reached out to a brand that I, um, I haven't used any other product. I genuinely wanted to use their product. I've actually gotten my hands on some of their product. Um, and when I reached out to them, they said, Hey, you know, we're not working with anyone right now. 
and that's totally fine. <laughs> that didn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. Like I get it. Like I believe it. They just had done a he- they did a huge push over the last few months, and they they nicely told me no. But and it's okay to reach out again in the right. future. Well, they said. I mean, or- actually, this has happened with two brands um, where I reached out to them. One of them, I have a few of their tools. The other one, I don't have any of their stuff. I genuinely wanted to try it. I've used it. But they basically told me no. And that's fine. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, I think there's brands that where I'm at now in relationship with them, if they kind of said no now, probably put a bad taste in my mouth um, because I have done stuff with them. And um, that would, unless they gave me like a really good reason, like, hey, you know, the economy just tanked. There's no money in the budget. Like real reasons is whatever. But like some basically don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to yeah. me. That's that's yeah. the bottom line. Like I just want a real a human answer. I don't want a lie. I really, really want to know why it's happening, not what you think I want to hear it's happening for. So anyway. Dude, you hit it on a head on that one. I, I wanna know why you wouldn't want to work with me or what you guys are looking for. Especially if I'm if I'm reaching especially nowadays, if I'm reaching out to you. And your brand, I genuinely am intrigued, uh, fascinated, or like really want your product. Because I, I mean, I'm, I'm not in it just to get like free stuff off of brands, you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't know if like, if you say, yeah, sorry, we're not feeling it. Or my, my least favorite response, which is, oh, we only work with somebody with enter number here followers. Right. And I would just be like, all right, well, just say, just say you don't want to work with me. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Dan, you want something to say, or I, I want to follow up with what Pete said. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that for the giveaway that I did for my 10,000 followers, which was, it feels like forever ago, I only reached out to brands that I actually use and trust, and, and yep. I like their products. And I'm lucky enough that I have never, other than the giveaway, I've never reached out to any brands. Uh, they've always reached out to me. So, it, and that's because I'll like tag them in a story or tag them in a post, and I'm doing that simply because. I like their product. Mm -hmm. And if they see I'm using their product, they'll go, hey, we see you're using our product, which a certain glue company reached out to me about. We'd love to send you a care package. And I'm like, great. I would love to use more of your product. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I will give away that. That's the one nugget I will give. I think we should, can comfortably give out. If there's brands you really like working with, just tag them a lot in your stuff. Yeah. There's no harm in that. Yeah. There's no harm in that, and that's gonna that's gonna get the the, the conversation going. So, um, for sure, they'll reach out. Yep, you and you don't be ashamed to reach out if you've tagged them about forty times. Say, hey guys, what's <laughs> yeah. going on here? But um, I will say that <laughs> early on, I think I was at seven hundred followers. Um, I was putting together my first giveaway, <clears throat> and there's a product I use. Now I don't use it a ton, but I did pay for it out of my pocket, <clears throat> and I asked this company. If they'd be, and I'd tag them a bunch, especially when I had gotten it. And I use, I use it for uh, shop furniture a lot. I don't know if that gives away what it is, but I use it for shop furniture a lot. And I reached out to them and, um, they said, we don't work with people unless they're over 30 K. So I was like, oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. But that's, but at the time I didn't know any better because I was at 700 followers. I didn't know what numbers were, what, what made sense. In hindsight, I know that that's a bogus number that was just thrown at me because uh, two weeks later after my giveaway was done, the item that I had purchased, I was just asking for a um, consumable item that they make to be thrown into my giveaway, not the actual item I bought, which is significantly more expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there was a guy doing a 10K giveaway and their tool was in his giveaway. And I was like, you bastards, like, just don't lie to me. And that put a bad taste in my mouth. And I've actually heard multiple stories about this same company since then. And I'll tell you about those stories offline as well. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you ever have the number? I feel move like we're going to have a longer I've... offline conversation than we are <laughs> on the podcast at this point. Uh, so one time I reached out to a company multiple times for multiple giveaways between zero and 5K. And each time I reached out, the number got bigger. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. That's just them it, saying that it's sucked. not, it's not you. It's yeah. us, Pete. It, it's not you. It's you. It's you. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, cool, great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's um, you know, there's there's um, there's a lot. It's tough. I mean, it's not super tough. It's not like a, a hostage situation, but it is negotiations. You have to have some um, you have to have some be able to think on your feet. You need to be able to have. You need to be able to write a message or an email to people. There's certain basics. You know, yeah, you need to make a coherent message with good grammar. I mean. One thing Dan and I were hearing at WBC is, you know, make sure your grammar's correct. If you got yep. bad grammar, they're Free they're going to just delete it. Like they've straight up told us, like that's one of the first filters they see is bad grammar deleted. Uh, you know, yep. so you know if you don't know or generic <coughs> like copy and paste. They also said like, that too. Hello, brand. Yeah, you know, yep. talk about how you may have used their thing or heard of. Let's them not go too deep into this. Seen something, but, but yeah, 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 um, but but you know. There's things <clears throat> anyway, you really want to make sure that you're building a relationship and that's just by showing that you use the product. I think that's as far as I want to go with that. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just show you use the product. Yep. And that's all I would say for the three of us that kind of sums up all of our experience with, the, with brands is we don't really have a lot of experience and none of us are being paid to use specific brands. Oh, we, absolutely. All not. three have been given stuff to because we do posts and include them in our posts and um i think yep. that's kind of the extent of it <clears throat> so i think that answers that question do uh well i guess that's yep. a topic not really a question yeah that was man we're almost at the one hour mark already well, i mean to be fair yeah. we were talking about absolutely nothing for about 15 minutes <laughs> so <laughs> before we actually played the intro song <laughs> that's true um do we and there is no science or anything with the with these brands. Just just get out there, reach out if you can. It's be genuine. It's human on the other side. And it's side. a balance of right there. Yeah, and it's a that's balance it right of there. Getting Pete. stuff and then you know being genuine with your community. You don't want to just get crap to get crap because honestly, we can afford this stuff. Mm-hmm. Pete nailed it. Be genuine. Yeah. Be a real yep. person. Be genuine. Yep. Talk to talk to the other person. And I think. How you, I mean, this is another bit, I mean, this is a big thing. How you compose yourself overall is a big Mm -hmm. factor. If you're acting like a fool, no brand will touch you. They just won't. Like if you're just being a bozo and being offensive, or I would say overly political or overly anything, uh, you're just going to get overlooked because no one wants to see that. Like you need to be a generally speaking someone who people like generally if you're a polar person who creates hard negative emotions no one's going to work with you i mean you you might find an outlier but it's going to be very difficult right yeah one thing we all three of us have on our own very early on established was we are going to be a clean account yeah Content wise, we 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 don't curse in stories. Nope. We don't. If we lose our crap, we'll say Frankfurt or whatever. 
just to you know clean it up a little bit. We're angry. People are going to know it, but we're we're not going to bash brands. We're going to be as positive as possible. We're going to be as open as possible. We're not going to curse. Same thing with this podcast. You know, if we ever would slip, we'd probably bleep it, it would out. Be hole. That was the whole yeah. thing. We want to be approachable, <laughs> and we blew <laughs> up my f hole. That, that was fun. fun. That was fun. <laughs> Who can? Yeah, that was good. That was, I've listened oh, to that bit I three times. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, you really Sorry, do want to be generally consumable. That's kind of yeah. the thing you want to be aiming for as a generally consumable person. And here's you don't have to be. You don't have to be crazy vanilla, but you you know you gotta watch no, no, yourself. You shouldn't be vanilla. You just shouldn't be offensive. But here's here's a really hard fact, and I'm gonna say it. Um, oh. Here's a hard fact about accounts that are successful and accounts that aren't. Personality is a big part of it. If you're not, if if your personality is boring, there it goes. I can't. I'm not getting anything done. <laughs> if if you have a bad personality. You're not going to make it in a social media landscape. You're just not. Like, no one. Well, it's right in that first name, social. You got to be sociable. Yep. If you're an outgoing person who's easy to get along with and people like you kind of generally, or even if you can kind of fake it on social media, I mean, as long as the the appearance that you put off is that you're a uh, genuinely or generally likable person, you're going to do well. But. I mean, some people are just like, they have an annoying voice. They have an, you know, unfortunately, those are factors. Like some people, you know, they, there's these Pete, factors. we need to talk about your voice, by the way. Right. I love Pete's voice. Oh, I know. You? I got to auto-tune myself. <laughs> Chop it and auto-tune. screw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, I think we've killed this topic. Let me, um. Yay. Die topic. Die topic. Let me, uh, let me pull up, uh pull up a question we got called into the voice message which we have questions that's right play we it, only man. got one you know and that's really on us we didn't hey, really guys, do the push on that this week i'm gonna play we got like i said we got one voice message here <clears throat> it's from alex at underwater was right i can't remember his account <laughs> hold on under, under the water under the sea <laughs> high on. school dance i really legitimately feel bad because i really like alex a lot he's a really good no, he's guy. a great guy um under the water woodworks. So there me, it is. Boom, nailed let me, it. Let me, let me I always think of the under the sea boy. dance from Back to the Future. <laughs> under the sea. No, that's Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, oops. I know the, the, the superior movie. I'm gonna play this right now. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, this is Alex at Under the Water Design and Woodworks. Great podcast last week, and I want to add a little something to your discussion for this week. You see, the domino is simply the innovation of joinery. And I think it's important that the three of you take a moment and talk about how important joinery is. Because that is truly the gateway for a new woodworker to build up their skills, build better pieces, and ultimately build bigger pieces. And the domino is a fast and reliable process. However, it is not new. Think of the mortise and tenon, and more importantly, the loose tenon. And I think woodworkers need to understand that the loose tenon is one of the strongest joints that you're ever going to make. So why don't you guys dig into that for a second? Thanks so much. All right. I cannot hear you guys. I um, want to go first. Uh, oh, Dan's going first. Dan wants to go first. <laughs> I know. This is this is unprecedented. I know. I cannot wait to say ditto. So, <laughs> he said... I want you guys to go 
and talk about joinery. Joinery is basically just joining two pieces of wood together. It doesn't matter if it's a pocket hole, a mortise and tenon, a domino, or straight up glue. I mean, there are thousands, probably, different methods of joinery. And they're all viable. Mm, disagree. There are better joints. There's better well, joinery of, methods for different joints. Of course there are different and better joinery methods for different okay, joints. Okay. But I thought you meant like they're I'm just all saying equal. that they all have a place. Right. Yes. Pocket holes but have a place. More domino has a place. Dovetails a place. Period. Dominoes have a place. For sure. Was there no, I only that? say that because no, that's all I got. I just wanted to. I just wanted to specify. <laughs> Mike's like, I thought he had a big answer. Ditto. <laughs> Ten second answer. <laughs> I, I don't. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with uh, joinery. To be perfectly honest with you guys, uh, I've always used my domino. I was lucky enough to get it pretty early on because I knew that I wanted to make a living at this, and I knew in in doing so, I needed to do work efficiently. So I, right, I invest. Uh, trust fund kid. Not eat, not at all, man. I grew up poor AF, but I, I invested in it like early on because I knew I wanted my work to be efficient yet strong and reliable. That's a great investment. Yep. So here's my thought on it. I don't care if it's a domino. I don't. I don't care if it's a hand cut dovetail or a dowel. It, it's joinery. It's it's all essential. There isn't yeah. one more superior. It's all about the look. And the strength, but there isn't like uh, this one beats all, you know? Yeah, a, a straight tenon or a through tenon, they're nice and solid, they're great, but there's nothing wrong with using a dowel or a pocket hole. I know pocket holes get a lot of crap, but you know what? It's one of the best way to get into woodworking. I think that and like a biscuit joiner, a cheap one, you know, whatever low-end brand, just a, a standard biscuit joiner and a pocket hole jig... And you can get started making furniture tonight. That's how you get started. And then all the next things are is just an evolution of that tool. It's like getting, you know, jointing with a hand plane or getting a fancy joiner. One's going to take more work. One's going to look not as good. And the other one's going to be a lot faster and more efficient. That's why the domino is so great. But, you know, people crap on it because it's expensive. Not a lot of people want to jump right into it. I don't know if that's why people crap on it. I think people crap on it because... <clears throat> it is so efficient and it's like it's cheating a luxury quote tool unquote. Too. right it's not but it, it's, it's not yeah. and i make the joke about it that it's cheating <clears throat> but it really isn't because <clears throat> sorry the like you said you're a production uh-huh. shop everything you can get done quicker makes you money right. um so that makes a lot of sense for you i yeah. am not a production shop for me what I'm doing here is my goal isn't to churn out as much as I can, as fast as I can. My goal is for me personally is to be the, become the best woodworker I can become. And that for me means I, I have a list of things I wanted to attain in a specific timeline. And my list has nothing to do with your life or any other woodworker's life. And it is not right for me to foist that on someone else's life and how they go about their woodworking journey. And it's not right for anyone else to do that either. I was just having, this goes back to an old conversation. There's a member in the community who's a particularly um, nasty person in the community. And I will not mention who they are, 
but um, this person publicly calls people out, and he thinks that he gets to take it upon himself to police how and what people buy in the community, and that is nobody's job to do. People can do whatever they want, and you can personally think that other people are making bad decisions, but you don't get to publicly attack them for that, and it's... It's just not right. And, you know, for me, I wanted, I had, there's two things I wanted to do before I, I wanted to allow myself to get a domino because I knew that as soon as I got a domino, I'm never going to do those things ever again. And it doesn't make me less of a woodworker. <clears throat> it just doesn't. It doesn't make Dan less of a woodworker. Dan's a woodworker. He does it for a living. He's more oh, of yeah, a woodworker I can, than I am. I can make traditional mortise and tenons i just you can't you don't have to lie to, to us i'm just joking <laughs> you've, you've proven yeah like you've proven a point right yeah For, it's like going camping and you started a fire once like you don't have to do right. it again just just use a lighter right. yeah to run through me together. i have a point to prove to myself i need to yeah, be able to make that fire once and that's that's all that, it is make, pr- i've prove done yourself <clears throat> and even when i have a, a domino when i get one i will still at times when i have like a piece of furniture that i want to showcase I will still hand cut those mortise and tenons, but when I need to knock out a joint that literally no one can even physically see, why would you not use a domino? If you can't see the joint, what is the difference? Who are you trying to prove it to? Like, who cares? I'm trying to prove it to this guy on Instagram who is going to make fun of me if I don't... (laughs) Who cares? Like, that guy doesn't affect your life. Who cares? That guy yep. can go pound sand. All right, hypothetical. What's <clears throat> let's say you got a chair, a vintage set. You've had it for years. One of the one of the chairs breaks, and the leg is kind of loose because the glue joint broke or the the dowel that was in there broke. What are you going to use to fix that without taking a whole chair apart? Pocket hole. Pocket hole, Jake. Exactly. Yeah. And that thing just saved the day. And your domino is just there in a corner collecting dust because it can't function in this situation. Well. It's okay to use these tools. I will say that pocket holes aren't really great in a lot of situations for mo- for furniture that moves around. Like a chair, a pocket hole is just not really a great joint because the screws come loose. Well, yeah, but it's a good quick fix for yeah, a piece oh, that no. you're trying yeah, to it's, it's, restore I don't, or whatever. Yeah, I think the negative... And, of course, glue and glue and pocket hole, I think those they're not two moving. go together really Yeah, well. they're not. it's not moving. You got, you got All my shop furniture is put just together with pocket holes. Mine, too. It's fine. No, mine too. But it's not a chair. I'll use pocket holes all day for myself. You're not sitting on it though. Or right. dado, a dado slot. Like that's joinery too. It yeah. is. Yes. Dado, dado glue, Brad and then brad nail. Like I said, side, anytime you're putting furniture. two boards, two pieces of wood together, joinery. <gasps> I don't care how you're doing it. Bless you. A spring joint on joining two boards. If you don't know what that is, glue it up. Because back in the day, Grandpa only had one clamp, and that's how he made a table. That's technically a joinery method. It's just glue and pressure and the way you shape the board, but it's a joinery method. Yeah. Yeah. Joinery is joinery is joinery. I think that you need to look at every joint and factor in multiple things. I was actually just talking about this with someone <clears throat> on a, who's a, who's a machinist because, um, for metalwork, there's like only one way to do everything. You just, there's only, that's what he was telling me at least. I don't do any of that, so who knows. I'm a, maybe he's a liar, but uh, the, the guy I was talking to was saying that woodworking is so different to, to him because there's so many options for everything. But I guess for, you know, for metalwork, you just weld it and you just weld it. I, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but these are his words. And um, you can't do dovetails in, in metal? <laughs> right. There's no metal dovetails. Um, huh. Actually, there's Ooh. this guy who I follow and talk to, Cam Design. He is, you need to check him. I'll, I'll tell you guys about him offline. He is so sick. 
He does like metal wood. He does like uh, marble joinery with dovetails and what? metal. It's I'll, anyway. That's sick. Um, but I think that you need to look at every joint and go and factor in like your time that you have to get it done, how you want it to look. There's so many options with joinery. You don't need to poo-poo on someone else's thing. Now, I mean, there are cases where you're using an inferior joint for a specific build. That's just the truth. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, but, you know, but also, if you're not making it, who cares? If someone else is making it, why do you need to tell them they did it wrong? Yeah. <coughs> I know see that I mean? stuff all the time, and I'm like, hmm, well, that's not going to last, and I just right. move on. Yeah, and because it doesn't affect you. I you're never going to see it again. Who cares? Right. It's yeah, not right? It's not, not my problem. Also, nobody likes... Uh, input if they didn't ask for it. Yes, you know, unsolicited, if, unsolicited advice. Unsolicited advice is just like no one cares. Like don't you don't that doesn't help anything. You know, <clears throat> nobody likes being corrected. That's that's the other thing. You know, I don't I don't mind sometimes constructive people, criticism. Like, we all ask questions. Sorry, we like we all ask questions in our posts sometimes, and you know I try to be as genuine as possible. I don't like asking it super generic. But if I ask like, what's your you know your do you like clamps? Generic, recently asked and it was a genuine question which was who else hates sanding give me a woo woo <laughs> like, that was a genuine question like I want to know who else hates this because I've I, I've had several students in my class that were like oh we love sanding it's like relaxing but get out get out of my class <laughs> oh jeez uh, sorry Dan I cut you off I forget what I was going to say uh, ditto yeah. it was a long Probably. time ago ditto oh um yeah well i mean i think we had a question uh that was written in i don't know if we want to get to that we're actually kind of running over right now i don't know if you guys want to we're running over call we, it we or... talk for quite a bit i'm good i think we should call it i Are think so too it? all right yeah we'll save it for next week but everyone write in or not well not write, write, in. write in we don't have a mailbox send us a, send message. Us a message uh send us a, a voicemail we love voicemails mm-hmm. And it could be a question, it could be a comment, it could be a joke. We love jokes. There's almost no chance uh, we're not going to play it on the air. So just, just, yeah. <laughs> just you could, call it You in. could literally send us a voice message to our Instagram account. I don't yeah, know That's a thing it, you could do. Do it. do it. Same way we've been playing them here. How, but I let, can't put let, them in the post. Let me handle the IT them. part of it. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it was sound- it's an option. I'm trying to give people it is an more option. Options. We would have to transcribe it, but th- yeah, it is an option. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll find a technology to don't do. listen exists. to Dan. If you want to mail us a letter because you're weird, send it to Mike. Okay, I'll give you a Mike's up, address. We'll get you a Mm-mm. PO box. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't don't do that. Don't give out my address. <clears throat> um, DM me. I'll give it to you. Mm-mm. Don't mm-mm. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Um, I keep saying, um, I think we should wrap this thing up. So I'm going to spin my fingers in the yeah. air. <laughs> that means wrap it up. That means wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So, uh, you guys, uh, oh yeah. Like, like Pete said, call in a voice message, write us one on the Instagram. Drop us a line, please. Hit us up directly. Yeah. Message us Whatever. directly. That's fine. You don't have to hit the Instagram account. Yeah. Just you message can do us that and say, well. Hey, question for the podcast. We, you know, we love talking to everyone. I so just check my up. messages three or four times a day. I check it every 30 minutes, so. There you go. Send it to Mike. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> this has been great. Also, what? Five-star reviews, baby. Oh, yeah. Five-star reviews. Doing pretty good on those. Five-star reviews. Did you guys see that? Views. I have not. Keep them going. I think we're at like 24. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're at 24. Uh, 
24, uh, 25. <laughs> nice. It's pretty good. You can even send that to your Mima and your Papa and have them uh, yes. give us a review. Yes. Get and guys, as always, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Uh, check out our That's YouTube. Uh, Twitch gaming channel. What? We're going to be there, too. We're, we're playing we, uh, Pokemon Stadium. We cat headphones. It's super dumb. <laughs> yep. My daughter just got the Animal Crossing. Apparently, that's huge with the kids right now, and she's, like, all into it. Yes, it is. It I have is no idea what's going on. Fire, as the kids say. You're apparently animal people, and there's something about fruit. Oh. You want to get the best fruit. Oh, yeah. And you want to have good neighbors. Mm. Um, I mean, that's you're also typical life. I'm making noises yeah. that make it sound like I'm interested and I don't care. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it's just okay, I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Love you a long time. I love you too. Bye. Bye.